stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to report it to the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and take the word to my brethren to lead for Galilee, and there they will see me. Right, there's lots of information on the, in the different Gospels, trying to fit it all together sometimes is a challenge. But uh, we know that the women have prepared spices. They're going to give Jesus' body a better burial. Early Sunday morning, they're coming to the grave. And there's an earthquake. Maybe this was an aftershock. Who knows? Uh, that had occurred, and the stone has been rolled away, which was really handy for them, uh, because you know otherwise they would have had a hard time. You know what they're going to do to get in. Remember, the stone was rolled away not for Jesus to leave, but for the women women to to see. Um, and so actually, the, there's an angel sitting on that stone. You know, at this point. And, uh, you know, you can think about how the guards felt. You know, what a, what a frightening thing. And, uh... Where are the guards? Well, I suppose they've left by now. Well, like, I wonder how that happened. How what happened? Like, are they standing there and the stones roll know. away and then they look and suddenly Jesus is, I mean, how would that? I don't know. So they became like dead men. Yeah, I thought they, were, I thought they were just like fell over on the ground. Isn't that kind of funny? You yes. know, it's the guards of the tomb that are the ones that appear to be dead. <laughs> the ones that were there to actually guard the dead man, keep him from becoming <laughs> alive. And, and the one that was dead is acting alive. Yeah, yeah, it's, they get it backwards, you know. You know, what are the chances if this was a made-up story by the Christians that the women would have been the first witnesses? Almost none. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows you can't trust a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been particularly true in their era, I think. So having the angel, uh, the women be the first witnesses is uh, a mark of authenticity. The angel says, you know, well, he's not here. <laughs> you know, he's risen. And go tell the disciples that he's going ahead of you into Galilee. Remember what he said back in chapter 14. That's 14. Back in chapter 26. I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Yes. And now he is. You know, he does what he promised them. Um, and uh, that's, that's uh, you know, kind of their old stomping ground. And uh, so... Uh, they leave with fear and joy, run to report it to the disciples. They, Jesus met them and greeted them. You know, and they, they worshipped him. And Jesus says, you know, don't be afraid. Go and take word to my brothers to leave for Galilee. Wow! You're raised from the dead and you're calling these apostles your brothers? Isn't that a remarkable thing? All right, comments and questions on that?
11 to 15. Now while they were on their way, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say, His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews and is to this day. Ha! Wow! You know, the guards come and they report to the chief priest what's happened. So the chief priests are converted to the Lord right then and there. <laughs> no! Oh, man. That's, that's the last thing on their mind. What are they thinking? Damage is quiet. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Damage control. Yeah. How can we, how can we, you know, hush this? We don't want this report to get out. And so what do they end up doing? Bribing the guard. Yeah. Money changes hands to make sure everybody sticks to the story. You know, the kind of the, the uh, party line here. <sighs> you know, you say the disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. <laughs> what do you think of that lie? Shouldn't they have been executed if they had fallen asleep? Yes. So. And more than that. Their families. I, yes. have, I have a note here that maybe what you're looking for. How would sleeping people know what had happened? Exactly. This is a suicidal lie. One half <laughs> destroys the other. If they're asleep, they have no idea what happened to the body. And this is really funny. I mean, that, that that's a non sequitur. Uh, while we were asleep, the disciples came and did it. Well, if you were asleep, <laughs> you know, maybe an alien came and took it. I don't know. Um, or maybe he rose from the dead. Yeah. No, it couldn't be that one. <laughs> and so, remember what they said. You know, uh, and the last deception will be worse than the first. And they're the ones that perpetrate the very deception they were presumably trying to prevent. They concoct the hooks. He said, if the governor finds out, don't worry. We'll have, we got your back. How are they going to do that? Well, more money. More money. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus guy's getting really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, you know. Well, like, I mean, yeah, this meant a lot to them. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, boy, they want this done correctly. You know, I think the fact that Pilate didn't really care, said, okay, you can take a guard, means if the Jews don't care, then why is he going to prosecute? That's what I think. Maybe they didn't go tell Pilate directly this story. They just. Well, I think, no, I don't think they would have told Pilate at all, yeah. but in case Pilate finds out and the guards are in trouble, yeah, they're promising we'll. Find out. Yeah. If he even cares. Be all over the news. <laughs> this is Claudius Marcellus reporting from Jerusalem. <laughs> that, that was the uh, beginning of my persuasive speech on the resurrection of Christ. Oh, I did. I did the little dialogue with Claudius Marcellus, and uh, you know we're here on the uh, we're on the side of a mysterious disappearance. <laughs> oh, you know, funny. 
I, I forget the lines of that. That was part of how it went. I just go through and you know for about forty five seconds maybe just give the the newsman's report <laughs> of the resurrection. Very cool. Yeah, got a few few uh, first places out of that speech. It's it's real, it was really a good thing for a persuasive speech contest because the evidence is so strong for the resurrection. I just went through in the speech and I just talked about here's the facts. Here are the potential explanations for the facts. Which one fits the facts best? Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, like a ten-minute speech, and uh, one of one of the uh, you know the, the the speech coaches from other colleges are the judges, but they don't know where you're from theoretically mm -hmm. when they judge. And one of the coaches that was judging my round told our coach, not having any idea he was my coach. You know, I never thought I'd get a give a first place to a speech about the resurrection of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was a solid speech because it's really good evidence. Ah, it's uh, you know, I was just trying. To, my thesis was to persuade people that the resurrection of Jesus is as a historical fact, and uh, there's really good evidence. Huh. All right. So, uh, anything through verse 15. Well, 16 to 20 then, guys. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, so the encounter in Galilee is described, you know, and they're struggling between worship and indecision even when they saw Jesus. Jesus comes up and speaks to them and says, you know, I have all authority. And heaven and on earth, his universal authority means there's to be a universal mission. You know, since he has all authority, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And how do you do that? Well, you go, you baptize them, and you teach them to do what I've commanded. That's how you make them disciples. And uh, that's the purpose of the gospel, is to make us followers of Jesus, change our lives. Um, and that's still our mission. You know, I mean, that's, that's the whole idea. If Jesus died for all, and if he has all authority, then he wants, you know, discipleship proclaimed to all the nations. And as long as there are nations where it's not been proclaimed, we're not doing our duty. As long as there are people who've not heard about the Lord and his purity, we have more work to do. This was the mission he ends this book with. And he ends with, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's how Matthew began. Emmanuel, God with us. Now he's still with us. You know, and there was never going to be a time, not, not even till the end of the age, when Jesus' teaching would be outmoded or superseded or whatever. You're still supposed to teach them to observe all that I commanded you. They can't decide cafeteria style which teachings they want to 
you know, promote which ones they want to squelch. All right, comments or questions? Well, that's Matthew for you. So we were uh, able to complete this anyway, and we can uh, start working on Job. Yay! <laughs> In two weeks, if you want to. Yay! Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. I'm in Pennsylvania next week. Okay. I want to.